Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 78. Now, as always, a spoiler alert before we go into this episode, but we are talking about the finale of Invincible. We're also talking about Solar Opposites. We're talking about Minecraft and Alien Isolation, amongst other things. We have a sodium story involving Russell Crowe and the MCU, and we're doing a Fantastic Five based on our fantastic five couples now if you've enjoyed this podcast please give us a share on social media just search for the geekatorium on facebook twitter and instagram and of course make sure that you hit subscribe and let people know that you have done so you can also leave us a review on uh, itunes it will help us climb the rankings and get more listeners and if you want to throw a little bit more support away we also have a patreon to search for patreon.com forward slash the geekito Geekatorium, and you can give us a little bit more support on there. Now, one last thing just before I go, this podcast has been released a little bit late because, well, life sometimes has a way of getting in the way. And we, both Matt and I, feel like we need to have a little bit of a break. So we are going to take this week off. So this will be the last podcast for another week and a half or so while we just recharge our batteries. But don't worry, we will be back. In the meantime, enjoy this one. But without further ado, let's go into the podcast. Like, so, right, right. Um, literally, my default for life right now is I am tired. Mm. I'm just very tired. There's not much to it. Like, I, I, I've, you know, I've, I, uh, sleeping late, waking up early, um, has led to a very tired Rick. And yeah. I am looking forward to having some time off, which yes. I don't know when that's going to happen. No. Um, so <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You, you, listen, listen, what might, what, be fine. if you just, if halfway through this podcast, you just hear, <laughs> everything's fine. It's yeah. fine. I'm just napping. I'm just napping. Like, I know I could edit that out, but <laughs> I won't. I'm just waiting for you <laughs> the to podcast be will be 12 back. hours long. 11 of it will be, be neat. will be me napping. That's the next challenge, the 12 hour podcast. Oh my but, God. Uh, but I just, if you start going like, oh, it's like, no, oh, he's dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I, I've, I've, I've still got my, my, my back support thing on. Still got it on. Still all right, Shatner. It. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't go over the belly. It's around the waist and shoulders. Uh, yeah. You, you keep telling us that. It's toupee next. To, no, I will tell you, I will tell you this, I will tell you this, because like, I, I don't have immense body issues. Like I, I kind mm. of will look at my body and go, this is what it is. It's, it's fine. I can accept it. I know I've got the dad bod situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. being an actual dad. I know mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. but I will say this back support thing does not improve my shape. It actually, <laughs> it, I feel like it makes the belly worse. 
I feel like it does. It doesn't hold it in. I think it accentuates it more. <laughs> it, it lifts and accentuates. <laughs> yeah. It's like a wonder bra for the belly. That's that's really what it is. It's a wonder belly. That's what so I've wait, so right when now. you take it off and like your belly just disappears, everyone's like, you liar! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing the, 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 the chubby chasers out there that, that want to come after me. That's, that's what's going on. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, look at him. He's, yeah, I like that. I take it off. It's like, oh, he's you're slimmer than I wanted. <laughs> I, I, know, I know that you said slimmer, not slim. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, oh buddy, I, I know I, that feel. I, I know, I know my place. I know where yeah, I sit yeah. in the spectrum, and yeah. in that spectrum, I am. I'm in the middle. I would say I'm average to just maybe a touch overweight. Okay, okay, just maybe a touch. Okay, that's fine. But I'm okay with it. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all good. I'm with fine. It. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I'm getting over it. I'm drinking more wine. Yeah, that, <laughs> that doesn't <helps>. help. <laughs> it does because you get so drunk you forget. Um, it's fruit juice. It's healthy. It's fruit juice. It's healthy. It, uh, I don't see how it helps when you look in the mirror and you see like two of you and it's just like, oh my God, there's so much. So it's me. like Homer Simpson when he's drunk and looking in the mirror and he sees like the most like svelte oh, yeah. physique. <laughs> That's me. It's, future, it's Futurama warning objects in mirror are sexier than they appear. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that's so what you've been we watching this week? We are so nerdy with our references. I know. Welcome to, welcome to the Geeky Toy Podcast, a.k.a. <laughs> How to Stay a Virgin for Life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what have you been watching this week? Well, we were bereft. There was no Marvel. Mm. There was no Marvel. Mm. I had a taste of Marvel. Mm. I had a very small taste mm. with the making of Falcon and Winter mm. Soldier, the Assembled. Yep. Um, fascinating, some of it. Um, especially the, them talking about... Um, there was supposed to be loads of stuff from Puerto Rico, and they right. showed you they showed you pictures, and I'm like, oh, that looks like the scene from here. But um, it turned out they couldn't film in Puerto Rico because there was several earthquakes, <laughs> so, so they couldn't do that. And then they're like, right, we're going to go to Prague. Yeah. So they like started setting up in Prague, and then COVID happened. Oh god! And then they had to like fly everyone back. They were like phoning people at two in the morning, saying you're on a flight at five. Oh my <laughs> god! Like, Can you imagine? Yeah absolute chaos uh, especially because so you, you think about them. it you've got like you've got to get to the airport three hours beforehand mm-hmm. and oh yeah. man yeah yeah uh, can you imagine because i'm why would you person. bother following anthony mackie wouldn't he just fly home himself uh, <laughs> <laughs> he could carry the whole crew some of that <laughs> no serum. he doesn't have the super solar serum he's not going to be able to do that just give him some yeah. look he can just pretend he doesn't have it in the show but he could have it in real life <laughs> he's the, that good an actor just the worst <laughs> but <laughs> but um I, I i i'm the kind of person that has my phone on silent for most of the time like when I go to bed, like if, if, if the vibrate is just right, then maybe I will like wake up. Mm, mm, mm. But but otherwise, nah, that's not going to wake me up. So if any of the, the crew were, you know, the type that turned their Oh my God, I'm actually just silent. picturing you in your sort of own home alone situation on the set of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Everyone's gone away. And you're like, Anthony? Anthony? I, I think is anyone rapture. here? <laughs> it's the <rapture>. Sebastian? <laughs> 
Sebastian. <laughs> no, no, no. To me, he's Seb. He's Seb. Seb. Oh, he's Seb, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it would be like the rapture. And I'd start being like, well, I've got to film this series on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Just play all the parts. Oh, brilliant. Write the theme tune. So how sing was the it? Theme tune. How was it's it? It's good. I mean, look, the, the whole thing is, I, I, I like making of stuff. I, you know, I'm that kind of geek. I like the taking things apart and going, how does this work? And all of that. Mm. You know, my girlfriend hates me for that kind of stuff. Mm. But, but I like to, you know, delve into that sort of process you know right. look, look, I, I don't know if it's a common thing for all creators to be that way to sort of look at how things are made some people it can spoil the illusion mm. like if i like watching interviews and 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 things like that my, kelly she, my partner she she does not uh like I'll, I'll say oh let's watch this interview and she's like i don't like interviews they bore me <laughs> I love that stuff. I like yep, finding yep. these things out. I like seeing what I can relate to and be like, yeah, I know that. Okay, good. It's not just me that goes through that process and blah, mm, blah, blah. Mm. So, so that's, that's sort of my, my, my reasoning for watching, you know, I'll, I'll get a DVD and I'll watch all the making of documentaries in it. Yes, you will. Yeah. The Alien Saga was the worst for that because it was like seven hours worth of documentaries for all four films. And at the oh, end of every single God. one, you were like, fuck you, Ridley Scott. <laughs> yep. 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 You're in my mind. Get out of my head, Rick. Um, but yeah, so I watched that, mm -hmm. which was fun. Um, but I'd like to talk about, I'd like to talk about, because I think you watched this as well. Mm. Invincible, the finale. Oh, yeah. I watched that. It was good. It was weird. It was like the opposite of how other season finales happen. I watched it um, the morning it came out. So I woke up in the morning, right? Oh, that's uh, an intense watch for the morning. Yeah, yes. Half seven in the morning, I watched <laughs> oh, it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the most violent ways to wake up. Yeah. Oh, it got me set for the day, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I was ready to pull out spines and crush heads. <laughs> oh, dude. That it was train good. train scene. Yeah, oh my God. The train. Oh. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, as you've just said, it was an interesting way to finish the season because it didn't finish. It like it, 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 it was no. It was very much setting up for the future of the show, which yeah. okay, I'm with. I because I, I you know I've I did, I've done a bit of reading into Invincible the comics now and just mm, sort of mm -hmm. got an idea of where storylines might be going and stuff like that. Same, same. I've done that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, but. It was an interesting end. Like the the it was really brutal. Really, really brutal. Yeah. Um yeah. but then Omni Man just left. He just left. He was beaten by leaving. Um he was, and he was beaten by love, dude. Oh yeah. He, he loved he, his was, son. Ah, squirrel girl tactics. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it was kind of like in a way it was anticlimactic, because I guess like especially when you consider it, when you compare to like what we've watched with Falcon Winter Soldier and other superhero properties. You but I was also saying it's the other way around. Normally the finale will be all the chat and then the big fight at the yeah, end. Yeah, whereas this one was like, let's get the big fight done and now let's go, f let's see what we're going to do next. It was 20 minutes long, that fight though. It was half the episode. Yeah, that I know. Fight. I didn't realise how long it was until I sort of paused the episode and I was like, oh, we're still going. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, so the it looks like you know the immortals getting fixed again. So mm. the immortal will be back. But 
if you've know the com, you, I say you've done if you've done the same reading of the comics of Abraham me, Lincoln, you mean Abraham Lincoln, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you've done this, as I say, if you've done the same reading of the comics as me, you'll know who he's supposed to become in mm. relation to the comics. I haven't quite got to that part yet, but uh, as I say, I know that he was Abraham Lincoln, which I, mm. I still think is freaking hilarious. I know, I love it. I love it. He's a caveman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just yeah, he's just lived forever, and he yeah. was he was Abraham Lincoln. Yes. It's just it's brilliant. brilliant. But yeah, I loved the concept of they put stuff in the water to stop you seeing certain frequencies. So if you that when he's in that room, he can't see a thing because he's drunk too much of the the water. Yeah. I, yeah. Fascinating, kind of like amazing kind of stuff. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love no, that it was it was good overall. I enjoyed it. Uh, I am curious to see where next season goes it's, it's you know it's interesting the I, I think you brought i think it was you brought up that they what what happened with the uh the mars guy um and mm. and there, there they we have do it reference it they yeah do yeah, reference yeah they it. do yeah. reference it so they haven't forgotten it it's just a yeah. case of it wasn't entirely um necessary to the, the story that they were telling at that point in time yeah. um so yeah. you know it will be picked up later on i look forward to how it goes it's been renewed for two more seasons Yep. So bring it on. Yeah, definitely. But it's it, it, again, just to recommend to our listeners, if you haven't watched Invincible, please watch Invincible. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny? I, 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 I know I don't sound too excited about, about the finale. Um, it's because it's just such, it was such a weird way of doing it. And, you know, as you yeah. just mentioned, um, but actually it's still brilliant. Like the, the finale itself actually is brilliant. The fight is fantastic. And I was really excited at the end where they were just like doing the whole Lord of the Lord of the Rings Return of the King thing at the yeah, end yeah. where it's yeah, like little, and now like, this yeah. and now this and now this but then every single and now this was like okay this is this is going to be good like so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's definitely one of the best one of the best cartoons I've watched in recent memory um yeah. and well worth watching if you haven't seen it already so please watch yeah. please Do watch, watch it. what watch else have you been it. watching well on the sort of same scale of violence, uh, we 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 have finished all of season one, and I'm halfway through season two of Ash versus the Evil mm, Dead. Mm. That show is much better than it has any right to be. It really is. It really, really is. Uh, I, I know. I, no, no, no. I've just realised. I've, I've, I'm, I'm through season. I'm halfway through season three of uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Wait, we watched two seasons. You, you've just watched it in that short space of time right now? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like data. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, watch, yeah. I've just I watch Netflix on, half sp- uh, on fast forward. You know, yeah. for some reason that is an actual option. It's bizarre. Oh my but, God. Uh, my yeah. favourite, like, my favourite meme um, involves something along those lines saying, uh, Ultron is the best bad guy in the MCU. Because he takes five minutes looking at humanity on internet on the internet and decides it must die. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like ah oh, no no. You, yep, yep. You're that. right. You're right, Ultron. <laughs> Is it like people? There's too much to relate to Ultron and Thanos, really, isn't there? Mm. It's just like ah, oh, these guys are just. They've too got right. a point. They've got they a really point. <laughs> anyway, so you've been watching uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Yeah, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, and it's been quite funny because having watched Parks and Rec and seeing Lucy Lawless turn up in that for only a few episodes, but it's nice to see her. She's in all of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Uh, and like she's, she's essentially, she's the one who wrote the book. She's the mm. one that wrote the Necronomicon. And she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Uh, and there's there's like actually like multiple Lucy Lawlesses at one point, which is quite cool. 
Um, some are good, some, one is good, one is bad, and you know, it's, it's, it's quite cool. But Bruce Campbell's hamming it up uh, and in a brilliant way. Um, Lee Majors plays his dad, which is just is brilliant, like fucking <laughs> yeah. brilliant casting. All of it is just, it's just wonderful. I just, I, if you like horror with a bit of comedy, it's like if they made Shaun of the Dead a TV, a TV series. It's yeah. that kind of humour. Maybe a bit more crass, but it's still great. Like cool. you, you sort of forgive it. You forgive it, especially like there's the bit where like one character does say, "Just like, oh, I can't believe you just hang out with Ash." It's like, look, Ash may be an aging drunk with racist tendencies, but he has his moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if you like that stuff, I would recommend it. I'll have finished it by the t- this time next week. Excellent. Okay. Cool. I, I, I should check it out. It's on my list, so I should oh, check if, it out. If you like the Evil Dead, which you say you do, hmm. uh, you'll like it. Uh, I think yeah. you will. It's 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 played more for laughs, and I just I always love like when a character comes in and I do think you've had to audition to play the normal role, and then you'll have had to audition to go fucking nuts when you're possessed as a deadite. Brilliant. And I'd love to see the audition process of like, okay, we're just going to play it nice like this. Okay, now go go nuts. Cool. Just ab- actually go nuts. So yeah, watch it. You'll you'll laugh. Cool. I will check it what out. What have you been watching? Um, so again, Invincible. Uh, mm-hmm. But the only other thing I've been watching uh, is um, Solar Opposites. And you're still enjoying it, aren't you? I, I really am. I really I am. I love how sort of guilty you sound about it. I really that. am enjoying it. The last episode, um, as I said, I think like in season one, it just, it, you know, it's, it was going like, but they did this in Rick and Morty. They did this in Rick and Morty. Now it's like I I think they've they've worked out who the characters are they've worked out what they're doing, um and I I, I really like it. This last episode involved all the ca- I'm not gonna give away too much. Um, no, no, it's all right. But the whole main thing is it's like they've really focused now on the fact that they they're a family if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um and how they all sort of react and they did this whole thing where they went out, they, they decided to take uh, Yum Yalak and uh, Jesse to summer camp so that Cor- uh, Corvo and Terry could have some time away from them. And of course, it just goes like, you're completely mad. Um, and uh, the, the, they, they all have their own little stories, which are completely stupid. And just made me laugh all the way through. I'm really enjoying it. It's really funny though, because like, in season one, the most interesting storyline for me was the wall. What was happening yeah, inside the wall? With the miniature I, I, people. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't really care about the main cast because the wall seems more interesting. Whereas this season, I'm like, okay, we've done the wall in season one. Can we just move away from it, please? Because actually, I'm really enjoying what's happening with the main cast. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I actually think it's got a, it's got a lot more heart. Um, Cor- like Corvo's been Corvo's no longer just a um doesn't feel like a cheap copy of Rick anymore. Okay. Doesn't feel like that. Um it's I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it and I think like if you watch season two, season two is a definite marked up improvement on season one. That's what I think. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm well, looking I'll, forward to seeing where it goes. Through. I'll soldier through the rest of season one. I gave up after like episode four or five. I know you did. I know you did. Mm. I kept yeah. going and look what's happened. Stockholm <laughs> syndrome. Yeah, but you said that about Shit's Creek, and I finished season one of Shit's Creek, and I have no interest in starting season two. Okay. David could have driven off a cliff for all I cared. It's your it's <laughs> it's, it's your loss. Fine, maybe I'll continue at some point. But at the end, I just saw David drive off, and I went, 
and maybe I'll never see you drive back. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. What have you been playing? So, completed God of War 3. Completed God of War 3, um, which is wonderful uh, for me because I just love the story. Uh, People seem to enjoy it when I streamed it. But I was informed of something which I've got to try with this game. Um, So there's a bit in the beginning of the game. You're in Hades. And um, there's these what are called the judges of the judge the judges of the underworld mm. and there's this big old chain and part of the chain is made of a, th- a thing that you can't break yet because you don't have the weapon because you're mm. at the start of the game mm. so you play through the game you finally get the weapon and at some point you return there and then you break the chain and that leads you to the final boss fight someone has found a way because there's not a new game plus because obviously if you have new game plus that means you start with all the weapons which would mean that you can break that at the beginning and then that would be pointless so there's no new game plus but there's a cheat a glitch that someone found and i've watched it and you have to kind of you have to do a bunch of other stuff first it's not an easy thing to do you have to complete this thing called the challenge of olympus which will take me a long time to do um but once you've done that You can do a glitch where you have infinite health, infinite magic, and all the weapons. You can start the game again on the hardest setting. Right. Do the first couple of bosses, and then you can break the chain early in the game and just skip most of the game and go to the final boss. So this is is the the equivalent of uh, jumping on top of the underground part of mario exactly yeah the, and taking the, warp, the zones. warp zones yeah yeah, warp yeah exactly zones. that okay it's exactly that so at some point i'm gonna try and i'm gonna practice and i think i'm gonna try it because apparently it would mean that you can complete the game in an hour and 15 minutes okay okay so the, 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 the gauntlet has been laid down it's been the challenge has been set <laughs> so i think i'm gonna give that a go i look forward to seeing it try- give that I, I really look forward to you attempting that yeah, no, it's going to take me ages. Uh, it's going to take yeah. me weeks. <laughs> I played... Um, I've been playing more. <laughs> if, if it can be done in an hour and 15 minutes, Matt Blair will find a way to do it in a year. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> there's been so many times where I've sat down to stream and I went, oh, there's only about an hour and a half left of this game. Five hours and two streams later. <laughs> it's... It's where I never set time limits. No, no, I've learned. <laughs> the words Actually, are, let's see how far we get tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should be able to do this tonight. Easy. No, not done it. No, nope, um, never. But I've also been playing The Avengers, which has been a joy still. Uh, started playing as Black Widow this time around, and mm. she is such a good character. She's got a lot of variety. Mm. You've got the guns, you've got the mm. uh, the grapple hook. Mm. You can turn invisible, which is a weird thing. I didn't really think that she could do that, but yes, fine. Yeah. I guess. In the comics. It, it, does she turn invisible? Does she have stealth yeah. thing? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but what I realized, and I was watching back some of my stream going like, okay, let's see where I was actually going wrong in this game because some of it was really hard. And it turned out I forgot what the block button was. And whilst <laughs> I was watching it, whilst I was watching, I went... Oh, yeah, I remember what the block and parry button is now. I'm going to block this punch with a punch. (laughs) Yeah. Or the other problem is because I've been playing God of War for months since January, which is, you know, the block button has always been the L1 shoulder button. Mm, mm. And I kept on pressing that like I was still playing God of fucking War. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, which sets up another special move. So it wasn't always awful, but it just meant that I was like, oh, I've just used up. Oh, I was going to save that. Okay. And it's just frustrating. But yeah, that's been good. Uh, but another game, um, I had a relapse, mate. I had a relapse. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I had a oh, relapse. You played Bricks Ball Crusher, didn't you? Bricks Ball Crusher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went, I went down. It? I went down that b hole. <laughs> yeah, I went. I went. Do we have to go back uh, to therapy again? I might have to, but I did notice something quite funny. I was stuck on a level for a mm. very long time. Like we're talking a week. I've been stuck on one level. Okay. Okay. Um, and and what happens is is that there's a block that's made of slime, uh, and another block that has a brush on it. And what you're supposed to do is break the ball, break the block, blah, break the block that has the brush on it, and it cleans away the slime. Because if you don't clean away the slime, the slime generates more blocks. Okay. It was getting ridiculous, like the amount of blocks that I was just like, this is impossible. Mm, I would mm. have to to pay for this. This would cost me about fifty pounds to clear this screen right now <laughs> if I was to actually buy. That's all what the they're stuff. trying to do. I know, but then, out of nowhere, the slime box, slime blocks stopped appearing. Like, I would start the level and the slime and the brush was gone. I have a feeling they realised this is too hard. This is too hard. This is way too difficult. And People have just stopped playing our game and giving us money. Yeah, I think that has happened. Uh, and I, 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 I got curious. I started looking online to see if like someone, uh, I mean, I think I'm the only person who's playing this game. I think you are. I, mean, I think because I'm looking it up be. and no one, no one else yeah. is talking about yeah. this game. It's just it's a me. terrible game. <laughs> Wait, does the game exist? I mean, I know you've played it or you told me you played it. I've never seen you play it. So maybe the game is all in my head and it's not real. He's on to us. <laughs> You bastards. <laughs> All of you. All of you. You lied to me. Yeah. You lied to me. Terrible game. What are you doing to yourself? It's a really good toilet game. Star Trek Legends. That's a good toilet game. Okay. No, is uh, yeah, it is Star Trek Legends. Is it, Oh, yeah, no, but you, you've got Apple Arcade. I don't have Apple Arcade yet. Was it £10 a month? £5 a month? Hmm. Five. It's £5 a month. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. What have you been playing? I think you know. <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the good, the bad and the ugly in one game. Well, the good was you got raided by the actual Sega <laughs> Publishers of the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the was, actual publishers. That was an experience, wasn't it? Like, just playing the game happily. Do you... Do, like, it was madness, right? Because... Oh, I just want to clarify. Raided on Twitch. They didn't raid his house like like a SWAT We got him! Go, 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 go! <laughs> no, it wasn't like that, right? So raid, if you don't... For, for listeners out there who have not who are not au fait with Twitch... Yeah. Raiding is... If you finished your stream, you can send your viewers onto another stream. Yeah. yeah. And go v- watch that stream. Yeah. Um, it's a very cool way of getting introduced to new streamers um mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun uh for the people getting raided and people come up with um uh good ways of welp- welcoming in their streamers 
Mm-hmm. Um, creative, very creative. Creative very ways. Yeah. Yeah. Raiders. Shh, <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, Monday, I did an extra. So I've been playing Alien Isolation on a Friday night uh, for the last month or so now, month and a mm-hmm. half. Um, and on Monday, I decided to do an extra stream for it because what date was Monday? It was 426. Yes, if you're going by the American way of uh, saying dates, which actually makes a bit of sense in terms of file naming. Um, it does. It actually does. It does actually make sense. Oh, no, I, I get that. Do you know what I hate is when oh. they, they do what I just did. When a film is coming out, the voiceover always says, coming out May 25. It's the 25th. Yeah, May yeah, 25th, yeah, 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 totally, not May yeah. 25th. Yeah, That's- yeah, totally. So... <laughs> Anyway, it, uh, on May, uh, May, and see, you got that in my head now. April 26th <laughs> of every year is Alien Day, but it's because the planet in Alien is LV426, yeah? Yes. So I decided to play an extra stream, because I was streaming that day. I thought, hey, I'll do an Alien Isolation stream because... Yeah, it's a nice idea. Yeah, why not do it? Uh, so I was playing the game, and it was going pretty well. I had a good, uh, you know, good audience in. It was. It was. It was. You were doing very well that night. Um, and having a lot of fun. And then this guy just pops into the stream. And the only thing he says, hi, I say hi. And then the only thing he says next, I don't know if you noticed it. The only thing he says next, right, was mm-hmm. I got to go. You won't, I'm, I'll be back soon. You won't believe who I'll be back with. That's what he says. I don't remember that. But yeah, I, yeah. I spotted yeah. it in the chat. I spotted it. <clears throat> And at the po- at that time, like, because I'm, you know, I'm used to, tro- I've been trolled before and mm. I'm sort of like, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I didn't say that live. I was just like, mm. okay, okay. And I'm like, nothing's going to happen to that. He's just disappearing and blah, 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 blah. About an hour later, um, I get raided and it is the official Sega Twitch account. They have been, that night they have been playing, like four of them were on their stream playing Alien Isolation as well. Because it was Alien Day, yeah. Cool. So, so, and they published Alien Isolation. So, of course, they're going to play that game on Alien yeah, Day. They got a PR department. They know what yeah. they're doing. And out of all the other people um, playing Alien Isolation that day, they chose my stream to raid. And it was like, I went. I had like thirty odd people watching beforehand, um, and then they brought another ninety. It was great. It was great to watch. It was madness. It was utter madness. So uh, that was really cool on Monday. Um, The gameplay that night was fine. It was very different uh, because I'm in the middle section of the game where there's no alien. Mm. I ejected the alien into space. Yeah. And now I'm sort of wandering around the station and just having to deal with the working Joes who have gone a little bit mad. Like, I mean, trying to deal with those crash test dummies is... I just felt like being back in the 90s. Uh, so, but dealing with all of them. And it's very different. So like, you know, with the alien around, it's very much crouching, hiding in cupboards, being very quiet, using noisemakers, you know, really being really tactful. With the working Joes, it's, you still have to be very tactful because like ultimately, but you can escape them. Like you, you can outrun them. You can, yeah. you can kill them. So there is like, there's a lot, of, you know, it changes your gameplay quite a lot. And so it, 
I adapted to that. I adapted my gameplay to being able to do those things. And, yeah. you know, uh, and then on Friday night, so la- uh, last night at this time of recording uh, of this podcast, uh, last night, uh, I, you know, started the game. It was just the working Joes and having to get rid of them. And... Got a new got weapon. A new weapon, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. bolt gun. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was so much fun. So I had the bolt. Short-lived fun. Short-lived fun. Took out quite a few working Joes because of it. Yeah. It was great. It was great. But the thing is, here's the thing. So I've spent a good portion of the game getting used to this new play style, like developing this new play style where I could be a little bit more aggressive and, ca- you know, cautious, but I could be more aggressive if I needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. And then the alien returns. And not just the alien. That one's gone. The one that I've been dealing with, that's gone. It's got brothers and sisters. Yeah. You start wondering whether that was only one that you were dealing with before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Like... What? <laughs> so there are now multiple aliens. Mm-hmm. Face huggers. Mm-hmm. I died twice via face huggers. Yeah. And it was horrible. Oh, it's a horrific the sound that oh it's, oh, it's, it's so it's terrifying. It's uncomfortable. Um and the problem is it's it's exponentially harder because you've spent a portion of the game changing your gameplay style to deal with working Joes and suddenly it's really jarring to have to go back not and not just back to how you dealt with one alien having to then think about multiple aliens yeah and face huggers and having to really adapt your game style uh, your gameplay style fast really fast like I died twice from facehuggers and I was like, okay, I've learned about facehuggers. And then I opened the door. There was an alien on the other side, right? Remembered my flamethrower, burnt the out of it, and then got still got stabbed through the chest by the alien that was behind me that I didn't even realize was there. And also, oh, it was just crazy. So it was harsh. It, it was, was so harsh. harsh. It goes from zero to a thousand in like a split second. Mm. And it's Again, it's still brilliant. And at this point of the game as well, it's it's still very um, immersive, even more immersive at this point here. I, I, you, you kind of relax when you're just dealing with the working judge. I mean, it's not relaxing by any means. No. Oh, no. But you relax a little bit more because you know that you, if you have the right weapons, if you have Molotovs, if you have the bolt gun, you could kill them the working joes so mm. and you know you can outrun them and then hide and that's okay as well so you know you've got that situation going yeah mm-hmm. i just felt like there was no escape in this first of all the the station looks unrecognizable yeah because it's all it's got that slime on the walls and yeah the, yeah the, 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 it's nesty it's very nesty it's very nesty yes yes and then you've got and your 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 radar doesn't work of course, no, because inside the thing, yeah. There's, yeah. there's movement everywhere. So you just yeah. don't know what's going on. So I've got to say, like, I mean, this game is still excellent. I I still think it's one of the best games I've ever played. Um, I'm terrified. I don't know how I'm going to get through this next section of the game. I don't. I actually don't. Like, I'm, I believe in you. You can do this. You've got the, you know, you know how to strategize. It's just a very difficult strategy game. 
That's mm-hmm. all it is. I, oh, I know that. I know that. But it's just like, oh, what the fuck? So there's no, it's very way. good. There's a way. There, there yeah, is a way to light, do it. Life will, will find, find a way. It. Life will yeah. find a way. Life anyway, so that's that's that, yes. that's the main thing I've been playing. Um, the only other thing I've been playing is um, Minecraft. A lot of Minecraft. I um, might have a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it when games are that addictive. That's what, how I felt with No Man's Sky, where I felt like I was putting hours and hours and hours and hours into it for very little like now- output. You know I like I mean. No Man's Sky. I really like the creativity that you can have in No Man's Sky. Um, but what I do find is that it's very, you know, this piece looks like this piece and it's only used for this. You know, yes. it's like yeah, there, there's a lot you. of that. And it's quite difficult to to build some pieces. Like if you, got, if you land on the wrong planet, then you're kind of screwed, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a it's got it's it's got its flaws. I like I still like the game. Minecraft, on the other hand, like it, even though it's weirdly that weird blocky thing, and you go like, oh, it's blocky. It just looks so simple. Like your imagination can kind of run a little bit wild with it. Yeah. Well, it, 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 do you know what? When I saw you playing it last, it reminded me. I was like, why does this look like Doom? Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Why does this look like Doom? All the texture mapping and everything was like that. Yeah, it's great. It's like Doom. It's great. But it's for children. I love it. (laughs) Um, And I've just, I've been working on a giant castle. Um, I've got a throne room. I've got a throne. (laughs) Like, and and as I'm learning more. You don't have any kind of complex at all, do you? No. (laughs) I think you'll find I'm King Richard the (laughs) Fifth. Um, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's nice. And do you know what I actually really like about it is the, um, when it gets re when Minecraft gets really good is when you're playing with others. Um, and it, it becomes a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing this, so I've got two things going on. I've got a, a realm, uh, for my subscriber, for my Twitch subscribers. And that's been really nice and friendly where we've got this village that we're trying to build up and up and up. And we'll probably go on some adventure. We'll go on some adventures and stuff like that together. But you know, there's some people have come in and have created these amazing homes for themselves, their own bases. Like, they were, you know, and it's like, some of them are beautiful. Some of them are completely mad. The guy from New Zealand has made a hobbit hole. It's like, it's, I know. Of course he has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like playing to type here. Um, and I rule over all of them in my giant castle. Um, but it's it's really, really, really cool. I I, I really, really I, the imagination is just fantastic. And then on the other the other server I'm part of is a streamer server. So lots of streamers are in there. Uh, so myself, Performing Nerd, Chef Sam Ross, um, Savage, um, Dematan, we're all in there. And it's 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 more playful you know so whereas the 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 community realm is really creative and friendly and stuff like that this one is more chaotic and um you know it's like yeah just more chaotic and more taking the mick out of each other you know so it's as you would expect from comedians and you know yes cool. Cool. um i think there was like there was one bit we had like gary uh gary tro is in there um, and mm-hmm. he's not played the game before. Um, and it got to the stage where I was just, he was, he's basically dug himself a hole in the side of a hill as yeah. his, as his, as his base. And that's all he's done. And so I just started bricking him in. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he doesn't have any tools, so he's having to break the bricks with his hands. How long is that taking? Quite a while. <laughs> it was worth it. Is that why I haven't seen him stream for a while? Yeah, he's, just, he's stuck he's inside just... this hill. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's funny because Minecraft's one of these things that I definitely look down on a little bit. Um, but now I'm like, no, I get it. I get it now. I get why it's, 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 I get why it's addictive. Um, but I also get why it's a good escape as well. It's, it's, it's fun to play and it's fun to sort of switch off or, and let your imagination run wild with it. So that's good. Mm. good. Are you playing with a mouse or a controller? Mouse. Mouse and keyboard. Hmm. Hmm. It's much better. I'm I'm tempted, but like it's, it's, as as we talked about, like to join you lot, I'd have to do it on the MacBook, not the console mm. so so it's like i i do want to join but as i said i'm trying to cle- keep my macbook clean yeah from from games uh because just get rid of all the porn you've got on there i yeah but some of it's like you know a sentimental value but you can stream it all no not these ones <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll talk after the podcast um that was so that's what you've been playing very yeah, good yeah it is would you, would you, yeah. would you, would you like some flavour? Yes, please. Would, it, would you like some enhancement to your flavour? Not if it involves your porn. Well, this is saltier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just saw Rick gag. <laughs> just like it, no. <laughs> Play the music. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. This story, I don't know what to make of it. Because part of this is true. The other part is not. Do you know, okay, that Russell (laughs) Crowe... Did you know that Russell Crowe is going to be in Thor Ragnarok? Uh, not Thor Ragnarok, Thor uh, Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. Yes, I yeah. knew that, yes. Do you know that he accidentally revealed who he was playing? No, I did not know that. Are you okay with me revealing that to you? Yes, I am okay with that. Well, it, it's kind of vital to the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that or there's no sodium story and we end things here. Um Russell Crowe accidentally said in an interview, I say accidentally, I think he just doesn't care. I think he's just past giving all fucks. Um, I don't think he's ever given a fuck. No, I don't think he has either. No, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he played. This is the man who sold his jockstrap for his divorce fund. (laughs) <laughs> have you heard his his music as well by the way yeah have you heard his- he does not care <laughs> no if you heard his music you'd know he does not care um he really doesn't he really doesn't go on but, um it Who's turns out zeus of course he's, he's playing, playing the zeus. mcu zeus of course he's playing zeus well this is this is this is how it's been taken so russell krill uh, russell krill russell crow has revealed that he'll be turned up for a cameo appearance as zeus Hmm. Um, so it's a great bit of we got this covered of course Um, it's a great bit of casting even if the role is uh, isn't going to be a major one the smart money would be on Christian Bell's Gore the God Butcher living up to his billing and making mincemeat out of uh, Mount Olympus's top dog so what they're they're theorising that he's 
going to be a cameo and Christian Bale's going to kill him like probably early in the film, probably just to show this is how bad this like villain is, is he's capable of killing Zeus. Um, but apart from Kratos and Ares, who else is a son of Zeus? I, I, I'm, I'm not hot on my... It's okay. No, it's, it's yeah. okay. Hercules. Oh, yeah, and he's of course. a big character yeah, yeah. in the MCU as well, yeah, Hercules. Yeah, yeah. According to our good friend Daniel... <laughs> Ricked man. <laughs> According to our good friend Daniel, the person who is in talks to play Hercules... Who has played Russell Crowe's son in another superhero movie? Oh, fuck off. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is apparently in talks to play Hercules in Thor Love and Thunder. Now, part of me thinks total bullshit. Total bullshit. I think Henry Cavill would want to play a bigger role in the MCU than probably Hercules. Um, I, I, I actually would like him to be Captain Britain. I think that's actually quite good casting mm, mm. if he was to make that transfer into the MCU. Right. But it's, it's a great bit of trolling to have Russell Crowe and Henry Cavill play father and son again. Yeah. I think there's a bit of trolling from, especially if it's Taika Waititi doing it. Yeah. Bring in some Kevin Costner action and wow. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly. What do you think? Like, do you, do, do, do you reckon that's an actual possibility or do you think Henry Cavill would be more wanting to I can't see it being a possibility. A I, I don't want to see it as a possibility. I think it's more like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't want it to be. Um, I'd rather see The Rock play Hercules. Uh, so Yeah, but he's Black Adam. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, but Henry Cavill was Superman, so that's not going to stop anymore. Not anymore. I, was, I said. I said was. Okay. <laughs> Oh my, my worry God. about it all is if we have this situation where these two characters, these two actors come back and play these two characters, it just mm. means that eventually we're going to get a really bad Avengers movie uh, and, it, and then we'll suddenly get a release to Snyder Cut, even though Snyder has nothing to do with this bad Avengers movie. And it'll just make that Avengers movie even worse, but four hours long. Um, fuck you, Zack Snyder. Did you, did you, by the way, speaking of the Snyder Cut, did you see what Warner Brothers did, which was tone deaf? What, on the Warner Sister Dot? Hey, um, Warner Brothers thought after all of the Snyder Cut stuff, uh, you know, there's been like now there's restore the Snyderverse and all of this and all of this. And, you know, the the, the, the fandom mm. is just as toxic as ever. Yep. Um, Warner Brothers thought it would be a really good idea to put a trailer out for a 4K version of the Joss Whedon cut. <laughs> like just everyone going... Warner Brothers, what are you doing? So, 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 you know when we were saying how, like, if Marvel flexed and took that billboard out, that just went yes. no. That's exactly. essentially what Warner Brothers have just done. They've just said, "Hey, do you like the Snyder Cup? Why not watch the theatrical in a higher definition?" What? Are you mad? That's so good. That's that's it's, that's it's so, so dumb. good. So I love it. Dumb. I love it. I love it so much. And there's other, there's another sodium story, which I really don't know, but a lot of it is apparently the rock making black Adam is causing a big stink with Warner brothers to restore the Snyderverse because he feels that the black Adam movie would be better if the Snyderverse was restored. 
That's the rumor. That's the rumor. That's the sodium story right there. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true either. I think the I Rock don't is think that's pro- true. Too I just think I think, I think it's professional. I think there's there's I think it's just wishful fans. Mm-hmm. Um you know, probably taking something out of context. Like, you know, yeah. the the actors that were involved in the Justice League, you know, they said their bit about the Snyder cut and all that type of stuff because Ultimately, they were involved in that film and, you know, they've got a little bit that they want to defend of how good it was. Ray Fisher had a point. He actually had his role was destroyed and stuff like that. Um, And he did say he did say, which I thought was quite interesting. He did say that had they been a bit more better with communicating, look, this is what we're doing Mm. because X, Y, Z is not going to work. So we're doing a. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He said, had they done that, then maybe things would have been better. But because they were kind of keeping it to themselves and the actors were a bit in the dark about what the hell was going on with the filming, that it all went a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And and he has a point. He definitely has a point there. In terms of the abuse and bullying and all the other accusations, I have no comment on that. I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm inclined to believe Ray Fisher. I am very much inclined mm, to believe him, mm, mm. Um, especially after the new, the rest of the news that's coming out this week from yep. from other other actors and other people getting into all sorts of shit. Um, I'm inclined to believe it. Yeah, but like my whole thing is is like so I understand the actors that were directly involved in Justice League maybe being yeah. like yeah let's you know getting on board the, ha- the 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 release the Snyder cut thing I I, I get that I get that but it's a bit of professional pride in the work that they did you know I, we want to show the work that we did not the sh- you know mm-hmm. blah, blah blah I don't for a second believe that actors who were not involved in that are now saying you know. I believe that this would have been better had this vision been. T- I, I, you, they're paid for the. They're 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 shown the project, mm. and they can turn it down. Like they can turn down projects, you know, if they don't think that they are good enough for it for them or whatever, you know. Mm. Um, and you know, so for me, it's like, yeah, it just sounds like fans overreaching, trying to like find ways to say oh look see everyone thinks the Zack Snyder verse is going to be the best verse um it's it's it, no, 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 no 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 look just let it die it's like you want to go like look I enjoyed the Snyder Cup for what it was I'm glad I got to see it I am a bit bummed that I won't see the sequels but at the same time I will be okay life goes on yeah Life yeah. goes on and I just want to go just, you know, the Simpsons things like stop, stop. It's already dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Just let and, it and, die. And again, I mean, I stick by my assessment of the Snyder cut. Like that's fine. It's an, obje- like it. it's, it's, it's an objectively better film than what was in the cinema, mm. but it's still terrible. So like, it's not a basis to jump off on and create a, a whole scenario verse. No. Um, and no. Um, oh my god, the amount of video essays I've been watching about Zack Snyder and his style. Oh. Dude, that's that's unhealthy, man. Oh. Look, if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't need to watch videos about why you don't like it. No, but it's just like <laughs> you don't need once you, to once do you that start to seeing what no, but the thing is once you start seeing patterns of what's how Snyder treats certain people um in mm. his movies, mm. um, you see a commonality in his movies and you just go 
man, this guy's view of the world is bleak. It's bleak. Yeah. Um, and like overly bleak. And this, you know, there are people who go like, oh, he just sees the world as it is. It's like, nah. Anyway, enough about the Snyder Cup. Enough about the Snyder Cup. <laughs> the continuing saga of Rick versus the Snyder Cup. Yeah, and release the Rick Cup. That's what I'm saying. It's four hours of me ranting about Zack Snyder. Um, which is ironically about half the length of some of the video essays I've been watching about Zack Snyder's. <laughs> Well, that's the sodium story this week. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, with just a pinch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. <laughs> I bit my tongue. You bit your tongue? I bit my tongue. It's really sore. Like for real. Not, not, yeah. not like you tried to hold something back. You just accident actually yeah, bit your tongue. Yeah, t- I actually bit my tongue. It's actually really sore. <laughs> Get some whiskey in there. I think I might uh, have to. Straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> Just inject it into my veins. Beer and whiskey. There's a good combination. I don't know why you just reminded me. Uh, like, was it, I, I can't remember the full line, but you reminded me of Barney in The Simpsons where he's just like, I don't have a drinking problem. Oh, look, there's beer in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never do that. I'd use my beer as an ashtray and then forget that I've done that and then take a swig. Oh, we've, all we've all done, done that. that. We've all uh, done that. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh God. This is this has been the episode about gags. This is this is like this is the gag reel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you gagged earlier, now we'll get both gagging. This is oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Shall we? Um, shall we finish with something a little bit more positive? Yeah, let's let's rank stuff. <laughs> yes, because that's always a positive thing to do. There's no toxicity involved when giving our opinions about things in order. Let's do it. Yeah. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. Okay, you you came up with this. Explain well, away. Well, this one's quite sweet, and I I, I I nearly held back suggesting this one because it felt like um, it should be done for maybe a February podcast that's for Valentine's, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't wait until next February, and so I just decided to suggest it. Um, and it's it's the best couples, best couples Aww. in geekdom. Aww. Um, because some, 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 some are better than others. Uh, and there are some that you root for more than others, but there are some that really stand out as, um, people you ship, but not, 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 not when, when I say you ship them, I, some people do like, oh, I wish they would get together. I so ship them. No, no, no. These are people who are together Mm, and, mm. and, and, um, and we're glad they're together. Yeah. And if they were to be torn apart, it would break our hearts. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Cool. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's why um that's I just thought it would be nice. I just thought it'd be nice. Excellent. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. um, shall I go first so you get your number one? Yeah, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Go for it. What's your number five? My number five Ooh. is <laughs> You'll like this one. It's from Shit's okay. Creek. <laughs> okay. It's David and Patrick in Shit's Creek. Oh, he Creek. came back, did he? Hmm? He came oh, back, you, did he? It, uh, you see, this is why you're missing out. And like now I feel like <laughs> I want to talk so much about it, right? Um, but I can't 
but then also I know that you don't really care. I don't really care. Just tell but me. I, I, that genuinely one of the sweetest relationships in, in sitcoms. It's so beautiful. Mm, um, okay. You got two characters who are complete, complete opposites of, um, in, in terms of life, in terms of who they are and what they do and what they believe in and so on and so forth. You know, David, who is, you know, used to being absolutely rich, getting whatever he wants and doesn't really respect other people. Um, you know, he, he uses people um, mm-hmm. in, in a way, yeah? And yes, his friend, through his friendship with Stevie, he, he sort of becomes a better person throughout the first season and the second season. But it's when he meets Patrick, uh, everything changes. And Patrick is... Again, just really normal guy. Just a really normal guy um, who just falls in love with David, but can see, but sees past the facade of David and sees David for who he actually is. Mm. And as a result, brings out the best in David. And their relationship all the way through is just so sweet. Just so, so sweet. And Patrick's also responsible uh, for the best cover of Simply the Best that I have ever heard in my life. And now, whenever I hear that song, I either think of that cover or I just end up even like just just end up just tearing just a little bit because just thinking of what that song means uh, Mm. when it comes to that, those two. And... You see, like, as as you go through Shit's Creek, you see David grow and you see him grow a lot because of Patrick. Um, and it is, it's an absolutely beautiful relationship. And yeah, that's, it's my number five. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not going to watch anymore. But, uh, but yeah, okay. Okay. Interesting. That's your number five. Nice work. Yeah, what's yours? My number five. Considering that this was our number one last week, and I say our number one because we both had the same number one mm, last week, mm, mm. these two are still, they're not quite at number fi- uh, number one because yeah. they're at number five. And that's Fry and Leela. Philip J. Fry and Taronga Leela from Futurama. Cool. Now, one of the reasons why they're uh, low on the list is because they don't actually really get together until about season six. <laughs> so... <laughs> Most of it is him pining after her for for most of it. So that's sort of like the definition of shipping, I guess. Um, But, you know, he's, you know, he's actually quite chivalrous and um, uh, I'm trying to think of other words, but he he is, he's not stalkery. Um, He he just does these wonderfully grand gestures, like writing a message for her, like with with like a black hole thing in in space, like the meteors in space Um, or um, the worms thing where he realizes that Leela only liked him because he was smart because of the worms. And he wanted Leela to like him for who he genuinely was. Mm -hmm. So he debilitated himself so that she would love the true him. Yeah. So like he's, you know, he he's not a bad guy in that respect. He's not a stalker. He wants to do things right. And when they eventually get together, their relationship is so strong. And I think I mentioned this last week, but it bears repeating that one episode, they swap bodies where he ends up in Zoidberg's body and she ends up in Professor Farnsworth's body and they still find each other attractive despite the fact that they find each other 
disgusting and repugnant, they can look past that and still be able to get it on because they are in love with each other, not their physical bodies. And mm. I think that that is a fine example of how strong a relationship should be. Nice. Nice. I agree. It's a good five. Thank you. Yeah. It's it. not the, not the, never a, a thing that I might have like, you know, put so much effort into thinking about. Uh, <laughs> I like but, it. Uh, but, but, but there we go. There we go. Cool. So tell me, number four. Number four for me is Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler in Jurassic Park. Oh. They're brilliant. They are. They're a brilliant couple. But what yeah. I really like is the couple as <laughs> a dynamic. It's not one is stronger than the other. They're a very equal couple. Alan yeah. deals with having to, um, they've got their own foibles. They've got their own things. Um, like, you know, she teases him relentlessly about not wanting to have kids and not getting mm-hmm. on with kids. And then he's forced into his nightmare situation of having to look to, to look after two kids while running away from dinosaurs, which he does very well. But when they get reunited. So Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you've got Ellie Sattler, um, who is genuinely, she's, she's a female uh, paleo, uh, paleobotanist. Um, she's got to deal with the whole, you know misogyny and it's not overly done in the sh- in the movie but she it is alluded to that she has to deal with the fact that she's a woman uh, working in these things it leads to one of the greatest lines of all time which is god creates dinosaurs god destroys dinosaurs god creates man man destroys god man creates dinosaurs dinosaurs eat man Woman inherits the earth. Brilliant line. Brilliant line, right? <laughs> right? And also played by Laura Dern. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah like wicked, wicked actress. Um, and then like she you should know, have pulled off the holdo maneuver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and like you know, the, the whole bit where they sort of uh you know, they, they get reunited after he's walked through the park and she's been run away from the raptors and stuff like that. They they care deeply for each other. I mean, it's like it's very different from the book. In the book, he's an older man and she's like her his student, but they, they changed it for the movie so that they're they're a relationship. And it is a shame that, you know, Jurassic come Jurassic Park three, they have split up, they're no longer together. Mm-hmm. Um but in that first movie, I just think they're a great relationship. They are um they're clearly equals in a relationship mm. as well. And I totally respect that. So yeah, they are my number four. Solid. Yeah, they've got a great working relationship. Yep. Like Absolutely. It's, it's it's a working relationship in that they work and yeah. play together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four. Uh, so this is quite funny. It's uh, it's Fitz and Simmons from ah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, Fitz oh. and Simmons. Oh. Yeah. Now, for those first that first season, there's hints of it. Mm-hmm. That second season, they grow closer, mm. and just as they're getting together, they get torn apart. In fact, it's them getting pulled apart is such a running gag almost that every time you think, "Yes, I've got a good feeling about you two, they get pulled apart. It's as reliable as Rory dying in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. They they get pulled apart, and and it's always about them finding each other again. Like the love they have for each other is so fucking pure. Um, so when you you know they have that thing in the final season of Agents of Shield, where you, they they actually were able to take time with each other, and part of me is a bit sad that we didn't get to really spend that time with them. Mm. But mm. I like the fact that they did. Just knowing that they did makes me feel okay. Yeah. 
Good it, shout. It makes me feel secure. But they are such an adorable couple. Such an adorable couple. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love it. Good shout, mate. Good Thanks. shout. And, and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if you haven't watched Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. Cool. What's your number three? My number three um, is uh, Worf and Jadzia. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I know about my number three. Uh, go on. <laughs> Come on, Worf and Jadzia, right? Uh, we had that weird, we had that weird Worf and Deanna Troy moment in Next Generation that yeah, was like, that, never made me that was never going to work. Mm-hmm. Never going to work. I, uh, so, uh, but you know, I appreciate you for trying, um, but it was always mm-hmm. going to be Riker and Troy, let's face yeah. it. Um, yeah. and we got to see their future together in Picard. Imagine the internet Lovely. if yeah. the Worf and Troy thing had happened at the time, people yeah. would have been so yeah. pissed off. However, Worf found I mean, it ended in tragedy. Let's let's yes. let's be completely honest. But Worf found his equal in Jadzia, right? And like he found someone who was willing to call out his bullshit and take him on, and was like, he you know he he, he looked down on Jadzia. He's like, I need a strong woman, and it's like, boom, here you are. Like I am, and it was just like every he, basically she looked through all his. Toxic masculinity Klingon bullshit and actually brought out the sweet side of Worf. Yeah. Like, brilliant. And their bondage red leather wedding uh, was... <laughs> was something Fifty else. shades of Mog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think they're such a great couple. Um, and... You know, it ends in tragedy, uh, but, you know, Booker worked out for her. Uh, so um, it's, uh, um, but, you know, they're such a great couple. And I think in terms of Star Trek, you know, there's not, in terms of couples in Star Trek, up until that point, you know, it was Riker, you know, obviously Worf and Troy and Riker and Troy were hinted mm. at and Picard and Crusher were hinted at, but there was no mm. overtly couples except for, and I know what your number three is, uh, <laughs> which is going to be hinted at. It wasn't, but if you think about it, it wasn't until Deep Space Nine that they started really exploring those types of relationships more. No, true, true. More, true, right? True. And then yeah. suddenly that let the doors open for Balana and Tom. And yes. it opened up the doors for um, Trip and T'Pol. You know, like these, yeah. you know, there's once once they opened those doors for actual relationships to happen, then it changed everything. So, totally. Totally. yeah. So there you go. So my number three is Worf and Jadzia. But I know what your number three is and I like and it. My number three is Miles O'Brien and Keiko O'Brien. Yes. And uh, in some ways, yeah, as you say, probably certainly from the next gen era, Star Trek's first couple in some mm. respects, like start as like first solid couple, yeah. not coupling couple. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like full on, you know, you see them get married. That's like one of the stories. And like, I like that it, because it starts that there's such background characters and the fact that they were able to evolve that into deep space mm. nine, mm. but some of their key moments do happen in next gen. Yeah. So obviously the marriage, mm. Keiko giving birth and Wolf, de- Wolf delivering the baby. Mm. Um, Keiko getting f- reversed into a child. Well, yes. I mean, surely like Miles would have been the creepiest husband. Uh, it was like, this is my wife. <laughs> Trust me, she is 30 years old. I know she looks 10. 
Monster Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Monster Girl, exactly. Uh, but but um, the fact that they were able to even, like, he, he probably would have been, like, not okay with it. Like, I'm sure he would have definitely, you'd be like, well, I guess I'm waiting another 10 years before I have sex again. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but uh, th- their marriage would have survived that, and it did survive that. Then they moved to Deep Space Nine, and I, I, I have to say, I did watch like the pilot episodes recently mm. in Deep Space Nine. And one of the things at the beginning of that is them having a row because you know he's accepted this promotion on on this derelict station, yeah, and and she's like, look, I'll follow you, but like I ain't happy with this, yeah. But, they're, they're having an argument, but it's not a a, a, a relationship ending argument. They're no, it's having a normal a disagreement. argument. Yeah, it's, but but it's still done like grown ups. They're not yelling at each other. They, you know, he and he even says, "Look, why don't we do this?" And she goes, "Look, that's not fair on you." She's venting her frustrations, and he's not like taking it out on her or feeling like she's taking it out on him. They're grown ups. They have proper conversations about these things. Mm. Um, and they're incredibly supportive of each other. And the fact that, you know, the fact that he, even the evil clone version of him, who didn't realize he was an evil clone, hmm. like she was, you know, she was like instrumental in sorting that situation out. Yeah. Um, especially, oh, and also his PTSD when he was in virtual prison for like 20 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to everyone else, it was like an hour. But for, you know, and like he nearly hits the daughter and he, you know, he, he loses his mind, but she stay, stay, uh, stands by him and it's beautiful. Awesome. So they're one of the most solid couples in all of science fiction. How about the fact that when they met their, uh, their ancestors from the Defiant from three, that had been living on the planet for 300 years and he still refused to actually couple up with anyone else? That's amazing. Yes, you're right. Solid, solid relationship stuff there. There you go. Good shout. Love it. Thank Good you. number three. Thank you. What's your numero dos? My number two is, oh my God, now we're going to get into controversy. We're getting into controversy <laughs> here, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm picking a side. I'm picking a side with this one, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. if you remember the, the late 90s, early 2000s, one of the biggest TV shows around. Um, and there was, you know... In the beginning, there was one relationship, and towards the end, there was another relationship. And people picked sides, and people still pick sides to this day as to which relationship is better. And so I'm putting my, uh, I'm putting my, uh, my, I'm throwing my hat into the ring. Mm -hmm. My number two is Buffy and Angel. Yep, there you go. Buffy right, I'm telling you, I think Buffy and Angel is the better relationship um, uh, in Buffy. Uh, I also think it is a, I, I, I mean, like, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking as a relationship, um, but it's an amazing relationship. It's based on, it's a story of true love. You know, they, they fall in love with each other. Initially, Angel just wants, you know, Angel sees... Buffy before she becomes the Slayer he's told that she is going to become the Slayer and he's like I want to protect her because he's he's got his soul back and he wants to redeem himself so his thing is I will protect the Slayer I will help and protect the Slayer I'll be there for the Slayer uh, in any way that I can be and he Buffy force like before Buffy even knows it 
he's she's already inspired him to become a better person even though he's dead uh but become a be- become a better person because he he needs to be he needs to be that better person um so that's amazing in its own right first of all um and buffy becomes a better slayer because of angel as well um and but also becomes more nuanced and understanding that there are she i think like if it had gone the way of any other slayer uh and if you look at like kendra for example the other Mm. slayer kendra the vampire slayer um who came about because buffy died at the end of season one but if you look at kendra she was very much trained by her watcher vampires are evil demons are evil they must die whereas because of her relationship with angel buffy actually realizes that actually there are there's a spectrum there are good demons and there are bad demons and we she learns that because of angel and we see that throughout the whole series of buffy and angel you know there are there there are demons and vampires that are just trying to live their lives they're not evil per se um and she learns that because so they but they make each other better but the heartbreak when they, they 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 love each other so deeply but that one true moment of happiness, sex, uh, <laughs> you know, that one, that knowing that being together and being truly in love can make Angel evil again is heartbreaking. And that's what yeah. happens in season two. And the whole scene where he gets his soul back after opening a portal, a, dem- a, a, a portal to a hell dimension and Buffy has to sacrifice him, the love of her life. She's got him back. And she has to sacrifice him. Just heartbreaking. And then, you know, he comes back in season three. They're, they're, they're back together. Everything's strained, though, because obviously he's he was what he did. He did what he did when he was evil. Um, and then the relationship changes. And, like, he leaves, which is heartbreaking, but he does it for the right reasons. You know, he does it. F- f- and, yeah, it's it's just brilliant. And then, and then they spend the next couple of years crossing over their shows and stuff like that and yeah eventually growing to be you know friends in a way you yeah. know yeah. so i i i think it's uh and they care and they still continue and even though you know angel ends up with cordelia and buffy ends up with spike they still care for each other deeply so yeah. i i think you know buffy and angel all the way that's my number two so you're saying that because there's controversy, people go like, I prefer Buffy with Spike and other people yeah, prefer yeah. Buffy with Angel. Yeah. I mean, David Borinias looks like he gives better hugs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. What's your number two? My number two. So I've gone with, it's from Scrubs. Mm, and I could have gone is. JD and Elliot. I could have gone JD and Elliot, but I'm not going JD and Elliot because they were only really truly together in the final season. Mm. And I, that's that, that 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 to me is not like you know the the, the most the best example of 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 a relationship. It's it's not a, a, it doesn't shine a light and go that's who I want to be like because if you see the early seasons of them two together, they were terrible for each other, absolutely terrible. But Turk and Carla, like the best relationship ever in a sitcom. Full stop. End of story. <laughs> okay. Close the book. Burn the house down. There is nothing more that needs to be said about it. But th- look, they get together season one. Yes. 
they they move in together season two. He proposes yes. at the end of season two. They get married season three. They have kids, and that they have they have several kids actually. Yeah, and it's they are, but at no point do they break up. At no point there's there's a little slip up where um, uh, Carla does actually kiss JD, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's a, that's a, that's about as big a slip up as they get. And they are again like Keiko and Miles. When they have a problem, they talk about it. They that you see them properly go right. We've got to we like they don't like tiptoe around it. They go, we got to sort this shit out. Mm, mm. It's proper relationship goals. I have not been in a relationship as stable as that where I could just go right. We need to really talk about this about something so serious like there's some business they've, they've done, dealt with some serious shit but when they like have to really deal with it oh my god do they and you know they they show you sometimes it's not easy being in a relationship because you know it's not no. it's not always the easiest no. thing in the world and they i think are one of the best examples not just in sitcoms but i just think in general just for life Hmm. I think their relationship is something that all couples should watch and go, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Good so shout. That's that's my number two. Good shout. Thank you. Yeah. I Thank like you. it. I like Thank it. you. Tell me, what did you put on the top of your pedestal? Now, now. My number one, my number one is of all the couples we have chosen... The one that has been together the longest. Okay. On screen. Okay, go on. Yep. Um, They are the heads of what is known as the first family of America. It's true. Look it up. No, 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 no. I, I For a minute, I was just like, wait, who's he talking about? Jesus and Mary Magdalene? Or <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> um, it's Homer and Marge. Oh, of course. It's Homer and Marge. Like, yeah. like... Listen, is their relationship perfect? No. Yes. Yes, it is. It absolutely no, it's, is. No, it's absolutely It's not. absolutely perfect. <laughs> right? They, uh, we, we've got, right, so let, 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 let's talk about the good things. They love each other. They love each other. They've got three, they've got three children that they care about deeply and um, they love each other. That's, that's yeah. the good, yeah? Let's talk about the bad, right? Homer is an idiot who doesn't think... Um, who does, who acts spontaneously, um, who, yeah, all those things, yeah? Mm-hmm. And Marge still loves him. And Marge takes a lot of it with so much grace and looks after him and picks him up when he falls and is constantly there for him, no matter what. And even when he does get pushed too hard, she comes back to him because he can, he's shown, because he has shown that he can grow as well. He can grow and change and understand when he has been wrong. Case in point, the Simpsons movie. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Right. Marge. Marge is... You know, she's given up a lot of her dreams because of uh, having a family or being too scared or too timid to ask what she wants for. She develops a gambling problem. Um, she's had moments of temptation with people teaching her how to bowl, mm-hmm. with pe- mm-hmm. with environmentalists and all these other things. And Homer sticks by her 
no matter what, sticks by her when she gets, uh, has a gambling problem and goes, no, you've got a gambling problem, but I'm still here for you, you know, doesn't get, doesn't, re doesn't react with anger when, uh, Jacques, the guy who does the, uh, tries to, who teaches her bowling, he doesn't reply with anger when it turns out that he's trying to seduce Marge. Yeah. He ups his game to be a better husband. So the Marge has no reason, you know? Yeah. Yep. Despite their own individual flaws, they work so well together as a couple. And they are so... F what I love about them is that they're not perfect. They're not perfect. No. They, they know they're not perfect. And they have such a down-to-earth, normal relationship, but care about each other so deeply. And it shows in every episode. Yes. So there you go. Homer and Marge are my number one. It's a, it's a great number one. A Thank fine you. example. Thank you. What's your number one? My number one. So I have to walk back some things I said about uh, couples that um, uh, weren't together for an entire season or an entire franchise. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to walk some things back a little bit. Just a, just a, just a, just a touch. Oh, okay. Just a touch. Um, because the, the couple that I've gone with, because th they are... They are one of my favorite couples, um, I think, in all of pop culture, geekdom, and uh, forever and time ad okay. infinitum. Um, it's Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. Of course it is. Um, the thing is, right, because, look, what's wonderful about it is you kind of feel like they're into each other before he even has the serums. She's not into him because of the serum. Like she's flirting with him in the car on the way to the to the to the procedure. Yes. Like she I is agree. flirting with him. I agree. Um and she she was already like when she saw him dive on the grenade in the training grounds. Yeah. Like she's like, This guy is this guy's special. Like she there's something about him. And obviously, you know, he's in love with her. It's Hayley Atwell. How could you not be in love with her? She's one of the most beautiful creatures on this entire earth. Um, but when the, then she's, she can't, she almost can't believe that it's the same guy. Like mm. she, she feels like when, when he gets turned, but that, that development when she, you see how angry she gets when he, he kisses that other woman, mm. like she, she gets so angry and, and you really feel like, just like, no, let him explain, let him explain. Like he's not that kind of guy oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. you really you you feel the jeopardy because you want them to be together so yeah. much yeah it's true um and that that heartbreaking scene where um they're talking over the radio and he's about to crash it that is one of the best scenes i mean tommy lee jones actually is one of the guys who sells that scene the most when he's watching over and it's just like if you watch that and you don't like even just well up a little bit, mm, if your voice mm. doesn't go like this for a moment, <laughs> then you're not human. Yep. So anytime when it's sort of hinted, you know, she never lets it go. Like that's the other thing. Like it's not about him being a big, big cut dude, mm. like muscular dude. Every picture she has of him, like when he goes into her office in Endgame, the picture she has on her desk is of Weedy Steve. Yep. Yep. She loves Steve. She doesn't love Captain yeah, America. She, she loves, loves his Steve. character, not what he is. Yeah. He loves who he is. So the genuine sense of joy and jubilation for the final scene of Endgame 
to be them finally having that dance. There is no greater satisfaction in a couple's story Mm. being told in the cinema. That's a good shout, man. It's a really good shout for number one. So, so that's, that's just it. I know they're not together for the whole franchise, but when they finally do, you could not be more happy that they are a couple. Love it. Really good shout, mate. Really good shout. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. I I love those two. I love, I I love those kids. (laughs) (laughs) I got a good feeling about those kids. Oh, well, good. Fantastic five. That was a nice Fantastic Five. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time All the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five Clearly we're number one Anyway (laughs) (laughs) Coming from the like Just just before the podcast started And Kelly goes You love Rick more than me (laughs) (laughs) And this one confirmed it (laughs) Oh, Have you seen, um, like, I've been asking for suggestions for Clash of Fandoms and someone's right. put you versus me. What, for other people to fight over? No, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the better podcast host? <laughs> get, get Sam Ross and Demotan to... to <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's, I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> Maybe we should make we'll make that happen. Maybe we'll make that happen. Uh, that that would be a, a very fun, uh, maybe like a charity stream. Yep, absolutely, That'd be a very fun charity stream. <laughs> we will we 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 will ruminate on it. We will we will, we will. We will think about it. But in the meantime, <laughs> that is the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> We hope that you have enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed recording it. If you have, there's a couple of things that we do ask as a favor. Number one, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Number two, if you can, please go leave a review. A five-star review would be lovely on iTunes because it would help us climb the rankings and get some more viewers, which is always a nice thing. And number three, if you don't want to do either of those two things then just please tell someone about this podcast whether it's online or in real life share this podcast with someone that you think would enjoy it matt how could they do that well first off, i just want to say that i can't speak for you but if, if you leave a five-star review on itunes it'll be the first five-star review i've ever had but uh <laughs> i've had a five-star review <laughs> yeah i know you have fuck you anyway. <laughs> But, but you can leave a review. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitch. You can support us. And this is the, the one of the best ways that you can help to support us. And it's on Patreon. If you subscribe to us on Patreon, you have access to our Discord, which is only accessible for uh, Patreon subscribers. There's lots of extras uh, that we're still working on um, that want to just like, make stuff for you, but 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 we need to put in the time and to put in the time, like to we got to be honest, we need a bit of money. Yeah, we, we, we do, we do. It's it's a lot of work, um, and I want to do the work. I want to, I want to, I need to. But 
for all of these links and all of these things, just Google the Geekatorium, um, search for us, you will find us, and we will be grateful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a lovely week, and we will mm-hmm. speak to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.